Welcome to Writing in the Real World, the podcast that explores the kinds of writing done in the jobs you aspire to do. I'm your host, Marina Gabor. In today's episode, I'll be talking with video producer Ian Connell about his career ups and downs as a video producer and the kinds of writing that are involved in video production. This episode is sponsored by Summit Writing Academy. Improve your writing in less time. Go to summitwriting.net for your free 14-day trial. You can find the show notes for this episode at summitwriting.net slash W-I-T-R-W slash S2-E-1. Without further ado, let's dive in. I saw on your site that you were doing some sort of mud race or something. Was that <laughs> my site or the CPPS site? Oh, it might have been the CPPS site. Yeah, I haven't done that since that year. Was that 2017 or 2018? Um, I it might have been 2018. Yeah, I like those. I miss those. Um, yeah, that was the only one I've ever done. My wife's done two or three. And oh, okay. Cool to do one together. Neat. So what what prompted you to do that? Get muddy. but um boy maybe it was that i could um i had a friend at work who loved those and he do several a year and i was like sure i'll train um i had just they figured out how to run again having uh gotten through chronic pelvic pain syndrome and uh yeah that was like a a way to celebrate and i was like whatever if i go slow i go fast let's let's do this thing um yeah, I'd been through, um, I did eight years of MMA training and I was like, if oh. I can make it through their tournaments, I can make it through a race, right? And we had a great time, so. Wow, cool, yeah. so MMA training, do you still do that? I wish, uh, <laughs> I gave it up three years ago. We had a second child and I was like, I, um, you know, the, my master's master, he had this podcast with Joe Rogan and okay. I had heard it twice. And in there, he said, you know, if you're going to be a fighter, you have to fight. If you're going to be a writer, you have to write. And I was like, oh, thank you for speaking directly to me. Like, <laughs> spending two to three nights doing this thing and not any nights doing writing. And uh, I was like, but I'm not going to do this for a career. I would like to write for a career. So I thought that's what I need to do. And then that, I mean, I've only begun writing this summer consistently. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of shameful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, we'll we'll dig into that more uh, in a bit. Thinking about these things and life changes and so on, is there some some project you tried or something that uh, let's try to be relatable here? People try stuff, fall on their face. Sure. Um, anything you're willing to share? Yeah. Can get yeah, us. Yeah. I definitely have one. Um, I wrote my first novel seven or eight years ago, and I wouldn't, it's not fair to call it a novel. Let's call it a novel manuscript. I spent five years revising it three times, and or maybe it was more than that. And then uh, and when, I, when I finally was all done with that, I sent it to two or three people and I wouldn't hear back from them. And then I'd finally, I'd bug them and bug them. They're like, oh, I just couldn't make it through the first chapter. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> and, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a bad book. Uh, there were some fun ideas, I guess, but mm-hmm. yeah, 
um, for first work. It's just, um, you know, and part of the the problem with that, I think I later discovered reading some Stephen King, his book on writing is, oh, he's like, excellent. yeah, I liked it. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things I learned from him was he, he can tell when a work is begun at one time and then picked up later. Um, and, you know, there's more problems with that. There's me being a total noob and right. uh, things like that. But uh, yeah, like if I write another book, I'm going to just sit down and finish it um, in a month. Do you ever do that Nino, uh, NaNoWriMo? Like no, I'm always tempted. That sounds amazing. Uh, but uh, no, maybe next year I could do it. Like I'm starting to just figure out I can write in the evenings. And mm -hmm. uh, But uh, yeah, how about you? Nice. Uh, yes, I wrote a novella in high school that was a very long time ago at the prompting of a friend who just, she would type it out for me. This is like... Now I'm really dating myself. I don't think we had a computer then. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I'd handwrite and she'd type stuff and then she'd say, well, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And so she forced me to finish it. Never did anything with it. And uh, uh -huh. one day I have a series in my head. We'll see if it comes out. But like you said, you know, kind of like you with your fighting and your fighting and your writing, what do you choose? Yeah. And different seasons, different uh different seasons for different things sure but thank you for sharing that story it's good to know that like it writing doesn't just happen and now that you've got that first one under your belt so you've done one right and done a few. Stuff. you've done a few i did a second one um <laughs> and i had so i mentored this kid through big brothers big sisters for seven years and i had him read it and i mean he didn't read a lot of books admittedly he's super into sports but oh, he was pretty supportive of me um was it good it was better than the first book and was a lot shorter than the first book but um you know as I look back on that one I think that would be better as a as like a video or like a YouTube series or even a mm -hmm. show so yeah cool yeah so just over time keep writing more stuff yes. and, and picking up new techniques and I think like you said you know the writing that you did a couple of years ago, if you were to pick that up now, you have different mm -hmm. perspective, different view on life. Uh, it, it's always good to name and date your stuff. Have you ever look, looked back at stuff and thought, wow, this is actually not bad, but did I write it? Or did I, <laughs> where did I get this from? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've done anything like that. But yeah, once in a while, there's a sentence in there that's like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. Um, now it's it's learning to put them all together into one co coherent story. Like uh, one of my challenges for myself now will just be a short story mm -hmm. that isn't biting off more than I can chew. Right. And gets done. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's that, that's exactly the thing. Well, in your work as a okay, what should we call your what is your career title? Video production. Okay, video so producer. video production. Yeah, you need to do stories. I, mm -hmm. I saw on your website that you do storyboarding, you write the scripts, and you had, let me see, I made a note here. Uh, nobody's favorite movie would exist without a script. Love sure. it. Totally Thanks. true. And you're writing those scripts. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, they're not Hollywood screenplays, but even your, um, 
your marketing videos for a small business, they do so much better if you write it out first. Don't just show up with a camera and I'll get some shots of the business and we'll make this interesting somehow afterward. Um, it's That's a terrible idea. Um, in fact, that was the basis for me getting into this. I was like, well, that's the one thing I can do better than most. Right. Find out what sells about this business and what's interesting. Um, and uh, and start from that, not start from pretty shots. Right. So what is your what is your creative process then? So how do you get from idea to your script um, and finished video? Sure. Are you thinking with uh, regard to like marketing videos, like my my business? Yeah, I'm just thinking like, what is your writing process? So if somebody's watching this and they're thinking, hey, this sounds like a really cool thing. Do I have the writing skills for it? What kind of writing skills do I need? Uh, what kinds of things could I be doing to develop those? Uh, just sort of a behind the scenes look at the the kinds of skills that are required for that. Sure. I, um, I like to depend on a script template because there are pieces of it. I get so excited with an idea that I'll write the idea and then I won't remember to make, say, a thumbnail for the video or um, figure out which tags or a really good idea, especially online with all the competition for attention is to start with a good headline and then fit the rest of your content to that, um, which helps me because I try to fit too many ideas into one story. Um, and uh, yeah, so I go down this template and fill those things out and then do an outline. Sometimes I just go ahead and write a first draft, um, but then I'll, I'll, you end up reorganizing it in an outline. And then revisions, um, if you're willing to, to do revisions, it'll, it'll get better. It'll turn out into something good. Um, you just have to be willing to stick with it sometimes when you hate it. So revisions are key. And I know that has been, it, it, if you look at any writer, that's the thing. Yeah. It, the writing is in the revision, right? So you come with your idea and then some people think that, you know, you sit down and you write your novel or you write your script or you write your short story or whatever, and boom, it should be just brilliance on the page one time, right? Yeah. But then interesting that you said, you know, you keep at it even when you hate it. Yeah. Um, I have abandoned enough of them to be ashamed. Uh, <laughs> but, but now it's like, no, this is a point of pride. If you're going to start this, you're going to finish it. Um, sometimes that means making it significantly shorter mm -hmm. uh, or visually simpler. So I can just turn it out in like a day. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know where else I'm going with that. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> that that's okay. That is okay. Yeah, the heart of every great video is a great story. How do you discover that story? Well, that's research. Um, and in the marketing world, that's typically talking to your client's client, because um, they're the one you really need to speak to. Um, and yeah, every chance I get, I ask them, can I talk to some of your clients? Most of them are like, oh, I can't do that. Or well, we don't really have contacts. Um, and once in a while, they really do know their, their business well enough to know like, no, why people pay for us is because we do everything and we save them four phone calls. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sometimes they really do. And then I'm like suspicious of that and I should trust them. So I still want to talk to their customers and then the customers will verify that. Like, yeah, um, this made everything a lot simpler. Um, 
but yeah, a, a standard questions list. I mean, if you had nothing else going off the, the journalists basics, who, what, why, when, where, how, uh, that'll get you 80% of the way because you'll start, you'll see, okay, there's a gap here. I need to fill that in. There's a gap here and ask mm -hmm. questions about that. Um, and then, yeah, what is it? Uh, what is it people are really buying? What do they really want in this? Even if it's banal, even if I can't appreciate it, because I would never buy that. That's that's a challenge is putting yourself in their mind frame. Like I've got a friend who he loves snakes. He is driving to Wausau, Wisconsin. That's two and a half hours from us uh, today to pick up a snake. Uh, no, I think two of them. And I'm like, uh, a dog someday? And then like snakes? But he, uh, yeah, he loves them. And, you know, I'd have to get into his his mindset as best I can um, and use his language if I were to write about why you should buy this snake. Um, but yeah, lots of questions. I just ask a zillion questions. Um, and then yeah. when you're shaping the story, do you have, uh, like there's sort of a general story arc do you have a template that you generally use and then you plug those in or what's your process in? Well, I'm trying to be like, um, do you know who Joseph Sugarman is? Yes. Yeah? Yep. Good for you. That's, this must be a copywriter thing, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he said, you, you give it some time and then it'll come to you. I'm trying to be like that, but sometimes you don't have that luxury. And just, um, I'll belt out three different angles and just jam mm -hmm. out a paragraph, like, oh, it could be like this. Mm -hmm. um, and look back at them and then I think in that case there are different psychological triggers that different audiences like to see you know like um, we made commercials for MGM Liquors locally uh, last month and they knew right from the start everything's about price so um, Sugarman would call that the greed trigger you can get this vodka at this price Right. So that's that's done for you. But otherwise, yeah, it's taken a look at do these people require authority to overcome their objections? Or what about a good story? Or just proving that you are one of them? It's kind of like the identity trigger. Right. Um, yeah, I wish I could tell you something more concrete <laughs> than this. I'm still working it out. Uh -huh. but, uh, yeah. And, you know, there are copywriting fundamentals, um, right. a great headline, simplicity it flows yeah that's another place where revision really is great so is it sort of this merging of copywriting and storytelling because i i would think it's not just storytelling there's an infusion of that copywriting yes um where video is concerned you've got this uh at least i see it as a divergence you have videos that are completely scripted Mm -hmm. So you can write those and revise those as much as you want, or they're the ones that are dependent on interviews. And, and then to add more chaos to that, you don't know necessarily what shots you're going to get. You know, if you've got a studio, you can control all of these shots and you've got an infinite budget, you can make anything, but usually right. you don't. So you go up on site. Ideally, you've been there before and you know how this business runs, so you know roughly what shots to get, but that you won't get them all. And some of them will be uglier than you think. Huh. So in the case of the interview one, it's like having sentences writ written for you and you need to form them into a coherent story um, in the edit. Oh, which, interesting. Um, yeah, I'm still chewing on how that works. Like visually, it still can work very well. People like video. Um, but I suppose in that sense, it'll never be as in-depth as having written it from scratch. 
um, or very rarely. But you know, sometimes all you need to show is like this shoe. This is the new Air Jordan. You right. identify with Air <laughs> Jordan. That's good enough. Um, yeah. So sometimes it's the uh, like you said with that shoe. So if I'm into those kind of shoes, I'm making my own story. Yes. Based on. Yeah. And that's where images, they leave so much for you to fill in. Um, yeah. And I know brands like, well, like Supreme, the, the clothing brand, I don't even know if they use much copy at all. They just show pictures and stuff and they're like, we're New York hipster cool. <laughs> and then I did some copywriting for a, a martial arts brand. Who was that? Super rare. Mm -hmm. And um, they wanted to do that. And I thought that was a bad idea. It's fine for their apparel. You can show a shirt, a cool shirt with Muhammad Ali on it. And that's probably good enough. Right. Uh, I tried to add some flavor to that by talk, giving just a little history of Muhammad Ali in a real tongue in cheek, not tongue in cheek, but stylish way. Right. But like if there's, if you're looking at their gloves, you need to know what they're made of. You need to know how well they're stitched. You need to know right. um, the weight because you have different weights for different tournament classes. Um. And they'd have the weight in there, but they wouldn't have a lot of technical details. Whereas Amazon knows the more info you have in there, the better it sells. So yeah, there are times when you can let people's imagination fill in the details. And there are times when you, you need to provide that. Provide them. Well, especially, I guess, if they're technical things that are going to matter to that mm -hmm. person, as far as getting them to buy it. Yeah. Is there is there something where you've ever hmm, thought you'd written something well, and then after the fact, it was you looked at it and thought, "Oh dear, that's not exactly what I meant." Any bloopers? Um, yeah, yeah, there is. Um, I mean, you can share it or not. It's <laughs> no, no, it's fine. There's two. Let me tell you a funny one first. It's okay. When I was on was my honey, no, it wasn't our honeymoon. I was on a vacation with my wife. Actually, I don't think we were married then. We were in, um, oh, what's the famous island off of Mexico? Um, shucks, I should know that. Anyway, um, I asked a, a guy, he was a cop, I think. I'm like, uh, I tried to say it in Spanish and I, I call it, uh, where is the, Puta Morena and my wife whispers in my ear, you just asked him where the brown, let's say, prostitute is. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and other, yeah, there have been other times when I've just destroyed Spanish. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for the writing, um, one of my first videos, I tried to make a, uh, a sales video for a local police training company. Um, okay. It was uh, one of the owners was somebody I used to train with in martial arts and um, he was just a beast of a guy um, and a cop. He was like the official uh, trainer for the St. Paul police department. And um, yeah, so we're making this video and I'm like, how are we going to organize this information? Well, I had found a copywriting template by somebody who's now well known as sort of a con artist, a contrepreneur. Ah. Uh, very good at selling himself, but you know, it's just, and I, I took their information, I fit it into this template and it was, it was a mess. It was just like, this is not compelling at all. Um, it would ended up like 20 minutes long and I don't think cops needed that long to make a decision on whether or not to train. So right. we made it and I was like, this is hideous. Like it was terrible. They were kind enough not to say anything, but then I made them like a 30 second teaser that just like had like 10 words about why to train. 
And right. I'm sure that was much more effective. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a disaster. Don't don't stick with somebody else's template. Use your gut. Um, I've got a client who uh, he got a, a template from Grant Cardone, and it's just like your standard kind of sleazy copywriting. Ah. Where you go, um, what does it start? What do they call that? A pattern interrupt? You say something really weird that people will make people like, what? And then you continue. Oh, right. Yeah. And like, don't do that. <laughs> like, this guy's sleazy. Like, yes. Anyway. Well, I think we've had enough of that now that people have this detector that is well honed to. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. This is, uh, no. Well, the same as like all the clickbait stuff and all of that. Sure. So staying away from, staying away from all of that. Uh, so you're going to stick to doing videos in English then? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I know. I lived in Thailand for a while, and I asked a few awkward questions <laughs> that I later oh, found yeah. out that was like, oh, that wasn't what I meant. So yes, the right word at the right time, right place. Sure. Uh, super important. Now, do you feel like as you're improving your writing, your business is improving, succeeding more? Do you think it's there's a correlation? Of course, I want you to say yes, but <laughs> uh, because I believe that's true. But I'm wondering if you notice that actually for real, like in real life, do you feel that there's a correlation? Uh, I do indirectly. Um, I see improvement in the way I speak because I have written it out enough times to see what's wordy and what's ineffective or just write out like this didn't go well that couldn't go well and that's as simple as like journaling mm -hmm. um, or rewriting your elevator pitch or whatever or rewriting your own ads and copy and mm -hmm. yeah and writing your own marketing is awful I hate it um, <laughs> like anybody else is no problem um, but yeah I've rewritten my website seven or eight times um, I still don't like it, but each time, at least I'm, I'm getting a little closer to speaking clearly and truly about what I do and honestly what I want to do, even though I don't fulfill that yet. Right. Sort of aspirational. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. I remember actually looking at your site quite a while ago and okay. then looking at it recently in preparation oh, for really? the interview and yes, I, like from my perspective after seeing it over over time there are definitely some really good uh, copywritten nuggets and the flow is better and like <laughs> i just saw lots of stuff and i was like wow this is really this is really good uh, i watched your video about these guys in this truck and they're hauling these mats or something sure sure dakota matting yeah yes uh which is interesting my husband has had to do matting jobs for different things. So I okay. know a little bit about Matt. So I'm like watching this thing um, and thinking about how you'd have to script that and, or uh, what would be involved with that. And then thinking as you were talking about, oh, you know, you have to go on scene and can you get different shots? Uh, what were, you know, did you enjoy that project? Was it challenging? Tell us a bit about. Sure. I love that project. That was, um, that was probably the biggest one or the most important one this year. Um, 
just out of the blue, they found me on Upwork, which I, I don't oh. recommend Upwork to anybody. <laughs> but it, because you don't get snow leopards like this company. Like it's, I don't know, it seemed like divine providence more than anything. Um, but they want to um, cover this project. And, you know, your first inkling is they do mats. You point the camera at wooden mats, but they're really <laughs> boring. So I, we, on the drive down, we had to hurry because they had like one day that they wanted to do this thing or the weather was supposed to be nice. Oh, yeah. And uh, it did work out that way. And it, yes, the next day was like windy and or the day before was windy too. Um, and, and we were flying a drone, so we didn't want that. Uh, and plus with microphones, that's the worst. It's just oh, yes. Um, yeah, we did a workaround for that for the interview. Anyway, um, yeah, so we're driving down there and uh my videographer friend Corey, he's asleep and i'm just like i gotta figure this out. we can't just do and thinking thinking who whose book was it uh oh it might have been story brand by donald donald miller oh, and right? uh yeah. yeah and um i was like oh of course the story is about people who get you out there they make it possible to put up huge structures in the middle of uh, pasture land in kansas um and so i was like yeah we got a point camera at people as much as possible but more than anything in their partnership all the other companies that are around them and digging holes and putting up bridges and um yeah and that was the story but then you know the scripted project so um even the next day while Corey's setting up for interviews I'm revising my questions list I'm like what gaps need to be filled but yeah 20 minutes maybe um to just pull out a piece of paper and start writing these are the questions let's start here let's get to here if you don't get this let's circle back to it um yeah and i i just ask questions and ask shoot from the hip which for construction guys is like second nature um or not to make them curse but uh (laughs) yeah um so and that ended up that turned out really well i got Mm -hmm. what i needed i wasn't 100% 100% certain I had that until I saw it all uh, in production. But um, yeah, we we told the story of, uh, you know, how they went out there and and they were loved by the other companies and they were real easy to work with and they saved them a lot of trouble. Um, so yeah, I love that one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I was just going to ask you something oh, nice. else and just totally blank. So. Oh, yes. So in uh, you're writing your storyboards or doing the storyboards, writing scripts, all of that stuff, that's fine. Improving your writing, doing a little novel writing on the side. But then as far as written communication, we talked a little bit about marketing. You hate your marketing or you hate doing your marketing, but got to do it. (laughs) It's hard. Self-promotion sometimes is challenging. Sure. But then there's also the writing um, required to even secure the work, you know, the emails back and forth, text, whatever. Yeah. Um, how have you found, uh, have you had to tweak your writing at all? It, does it just come naturally being able to communicate with customers, clients, that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I think I've probably done over in the past couple of years, at least a hundred Upwork proposals. And I think oh. I landed like 15 of so it's not a great batting average um but they compete on price uh if i had any advice uh, this is in the book what's that called Captivate. this works if you have any ground in common with this person um 
that's like um, one of my best clients. Uh, they sell probiotics. And I told them that I eat paleo. I'm well familiarized with the keto diet. I know quite a bit about cholesterol and, and there'd be no terminology that they, they use that I would be unfamiliar with. And that was, that got me the interview. Um, yeah. And they're a fantastic client. Um, yeah, that, that happened. I know that happened at least a couple other times. And I was like, that's, that's huge. You need that. You need their name. Um, beyond that, I mean, as far as Upwork goes, I don't spend a lot of time because they're low percentage anyway. Um, mm. It's if I can't offer them something that nobody else does, right. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, those at least did force me to get more and more succinct with those communications and to understand that um, it's not necessarily worth your time to spend a lot of time on them. Now, does that go for an actual job application? I don't know. I, I'm not actually that good at job <laughs> applications, but for freelance work, yeah. Um, right. That's what I've learned. Just communicate succinctly. Again, the mm -hmm. right word at the right time, connecting with people. That's yeah. Excellent. So have you had uh, a mentor or somebody who's inspired you in the work that you're doing in your career? Like how did, why, why video? Was there somebody that inspired you? Well, I was a big YouTube nerd. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> Somebody, uh, gee, I mean, there are no, I don't know if there's anybody directly in the field um, of like creating commercials who I follow, which maybe I should. Um, <laughs> but as far as that goes, like I love, um, I like David Lynch, just a movie and show director. I was yeah. like, the, I love the way he uses these visuals that hook you and, and they're mysterious, that uh, he's good at the arousal of curiosity. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, who else writes great copy? I mean, I um, I always like Neville's stuff. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, still read his emails, and that's that's rare. I usually uh, just toss everything else. Um, no, um, I've been thinking about that. I I reached out for help for a, a local mentor through a Minnesota organization called Score, and I've been getting some assistance there. But I was asking about um, honestly their ideas for getting more clients. Right. So not about writing in particular. So if somebody were wanting to try to get into the same video production, mm -hmm. um, what would you recommend? So if you were talking to say your younger self, mm -hmm. what do you wish you would have known skills that you would have tweaked earlier or focused on? Sure. Uh, I mean, connections are a big deal there are only so many of these gigs having worked somewhere or having knowing people who get these gigs who are known for these gigs that's an advantage i've never had and i would certainly recommend that mm -hmm. um but uh yeah being able to write a script um it, it doesn't have to be hard two columns or you could even do the hollywood format where you go line and then in parentheses what you're seeing um mm -hmm. and um you should know your way at least around a camera and around post-production software to know what's possible um, and what's what's easy and what's not. Um, and maybe familiarize yourself with rates. Um, like I had a friend, my videographer friend, he's like, even go work as a grip on a set and you'll learn so much. Just volunteer to be somebody's assistant for 
you know, it's not much money, but you're there and you see like the whole process, they've got this order of operations and, um, and that let, gives them room for the creativity. Right. So you also have another side project. Did you want to talk about that? Your... Which one? Oh. Do you have... Oh, Chronic Public Pain? Is that the one you're thinking? Yeah. Sure. Because you've also done, you wrote a book for that? Yeah, it's an ebook, but yeah, it does pretty Okay. Well, that's considered a book, right? Yeah. With writing in a book yeah. format uh, yeah. that you're selling. And also you have some videos with that, which did you have to do some scripting with that? Did you Absolutely, just... yes. Um, yeah. So a couple of years ago I had chronic pelvic pain syndrome. And uh I made it stunk, it really hurt. I couldn't run. I couldn't chase my son when he was just starting to run. Oh, and and I, you know, I'd done eight years in mixed martial arts and, and there's a joke in martial arts that there's not a million injuries. There's just one that travels around your body. Uh, <laughs> and like, like a key to becoming a black belt eventually is just dealing with the one traveling injury more than anything. Um, if, if you keep going, that's your biggest enemy is this thing that hurts. So yeah, I'd popped ribs, I'd popped elbows and knees and, Ooh. um, yeah, lots of dings. Uh, only one that really stuck because I didn't tap early enough. And so, yeah, I've got an elbow injury that if I if I really want to, I can get it going. Um, but I was proud of my, my ability to rehabilitate injuries. And I was like, I'm going to beat this. And so um, it turned out there was not a lot of good information on this condition. Um, doctors usually do surgery or drugs. And I was like, uh, let's, let's not do that unless we really have to. Um, so I read everything I could and started to put it all together. Um, but I finally discovered a missing piece after, I don't know, six or eight months. It was that anxiety was a huge component of this. Um, <laughs> and when I started attacking that directly, within two weeks, I was running again. It was just like metaphysical. Wow, that's amazing. Crazy. Yeah, I was so thrilled. Um, yeah, and, and uh, so I knew there was all this information that was it was not in one spot. There were some good books. Um, what's her name? Uh, ah, anyway, um, there were some good books, but no books that were complete. No books that were really oriented toward men and men don't, mm. don't want to talk about this. And prostatitis is huge. And it sounds like most of it is actually this. Right. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I was like, let's, let's learn to make content. I'm going to write this out and then I'm going to make it into a blog. And then eventually I'll do a video course on it. And, um, so I did and had to build a WordPress site and oh man, I know you probably know about that and oh, yeah. I've done a few, but yes. uh, um, yeah, made uh, practice copywriting, doing kind of a video on how to cure CS's general broad overview. And the first thing it does is goes over the systems because that's the biggest problem or the first problem at least is whether or not this is what you have and not like an right. STD. Um, and the uh, video was, was cheesy, but pretty effective <laughs> because it had a, a clear answer to people's questions that it got to right away. And then I did a stretching one um, just with my stretching routine, mostly ripped off from those books and it had an addition. And um, that's got, I think 172,000 views now. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's in 18 months. And yeah, that's, that's the biggest one by far. Um, so then I was like, do I want to write a separate book? I was like, I think I just want to 
um, I don't know. I, I didn't want to stop giving it away for free. So I put all that edition in the book, mm -hmm. but it's basically the content of the blog cleaned up better. Right. And it's selling that. And then, I mean, it's done pretty well. We, we make a few sales every week and uh, kind of a suggestion. If this stuff helps you, you could the book, um, have it on one place. And that way they're not just paying me, you know, they get something out of it, print it that way, right? Right. Um, or have it on their e-reader or phone. Um, yeah, that's doing pretty, as far as the videos and scripting, yeah, I always script all of those um, because, well, I had to learn to sit and talk to a camera. Right. Uh, and I realized um, the easiest way to do that is to keep sentences short. And then I look at the script and if there's a short sentence, I could deliver it. If it's like four lines, I'm going to flub it. And right. some of those you just have to fight through, but um, yeah. And then I would pick visuals that would substantiate that if it's an abstract idea, um, like these three components come together or these two things are mutually exclusive, then I'd make an animation based on that. Um, and uh, yeah, those are, um, I haven't put as much time into those in the past few months. I still make them, but huh. I don't make these elaborate animations. I think I will for the next one, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. Those are those, yeah, they do better than I think. And I, I get a lot of questions and a lot of thank yous. So I'm glad I made them. That's gratifying. Yeah. Neat. Well, it sounds like video and writing are connected. Uh, people that are wanting to get into this kind of career, they do need some sort of writing skills. Definitely. You don't necessarily have to be a novelist. No, but you do need to be able to put words and ideas together. Yeah. And uh, if somebody were to reach out to you, are you open to talking to people? Can they connect with you? Sure. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Ian Connell, I-A-N-C-O-N-N-E-L. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the photo even has this shirt and sweater. So <laughs> it'd be pretty, pretty easy to find. There are only a handful of others named Ian Connell. And I think they're like race car drivers and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And if somebody is looking to get some video work done, they should contact you. You will put together a script for them. Yeah. With all their details. Even if that's all they want, if it's just a script. Um, I oh, yeah, would... I saw that on your website, actually. Yeah. Um, I've, done, I've sold more of those on Upwork than anything. Um, okay. Yeah. Just this morning, I was uh, finishing a video that started as a script. And uh, yeah, but I, I, I could, as Captain America says, I could do this all day. I could write those all day. Um, <laughs> and I mean, in some ways it is, maybe it is easier than email or direct mail or, or that um, because you have visuals and you're keeping your sentences simpler. And, um, but uh, yeah, love to help. Thank you, Ian. And thank you listeners for joining us today. If you're interested in learning more about video production or you have some videos that you want perhaps Ian to create for you, you can contact Ian at ianconnell.com. I'll also put his information in the show notes for your reference.